Welcome to Soulfully Diffused, where we talk a little bit about life and love, mind, body, soul, and oils. This is Amy. And I'm Ashley. And welcome, guys. Welcome to episode number three of season two. Three is my favorite number. Three of two. Is it? Hmm. Why? What, uh, do you, what do you like about three? It's always been my favorite number. Really? Yeah. Interesting. What does that mean? That is that. That's not your birthday. No, no, it's four. Yeah, but you like three. Yeah, cool. I like three. It's not my favorite though. What's your favorite? Uh, twenty-four. It's my birthday. Oh, it just feels like a really warm number. <laughs> gives I didn't me, know numbers could gives be warm me a or good cold. vibe. So we are going to talk about something that not numbers is not about numbers. Yes, yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about self-compassion and kind of the, the inner critic and what it looks like to tap into something different inside yourself. Um, before we start, though, I actually want to make a very quick note in our podcasting, which is we are posting this probably like so next week. But before we do that, I want everyone to... Get your hands together and clap for my wonderful podcasting partner who is sitting here, finished her internship tomorrow. I was like, what are you talking, what, where are you going with this? <laughs> I think it's really important that we take a minute and you have balanced school and motherhood and wife duties and friend duties and you've run your doTERRA business and you've built a website and you've cooked things and you've learned how to do numerous things that I still can't quite grasp. <laughs> um, and you've done that for the last 10 months. And I just wanted to say congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I already cried today, so I don't need to cry again. <laughs> it's a big moment. It is. And you've sat and we've taped this podcast since January. Yeah. Yeah. You've done a lot. Yeah. It's been busy. It has been really busy. It's been really hard. Yeah. And I am so excited for tomorrow to be over. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been so excited for a day to come and go. (laughs) I just am so ready for it to be done. Yeah. I think, I think that, and it sounds like you're ready to do what comes next. Right. I think that's that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of it. Like, I'm just ready for the next phase. Yeah. I'm ready to just go with it. Not that I know everything, but I've learned enough and experienced enough that I'm ready to be on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. And now everyone can just, yay. <laughs> that was what I was getting at. Round of applause. Anyway, okay, on to the, on to the regular schedule programming. <laughs> so we're going to talk today, uh, as I said, about the inner critic and self-compassion and becoming your own best friend. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's interesting because it really has come up kind of around both of us. Oh, so lately, much. right? Yeah. And we both 
just really felt that this would be a topic that literally anyone would benefit from talking about or hearing about or whatever. Um, yeah, and it just has popped up a few times. And it's definitely something that everyone can relate to. So I always, yeah, I always find that, and poor Amy, like I'll get into something with a client um, around a particular topic of mental health and I get so fired up and I'm like (laughs) texting her and I'm like, we need to do a podcast about boundaries (laughs) (laughs) or relationships or whatever it is. But everything we podcast about and everything we talk about are it's always taken from what's going on with us or what we are drawn to at that time or what we are learning, noticing, learning or what we're noticing is a repeating theme around us. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about like how to build an apple orchard because that's not part of our wheelhouse right now. (laughs) Maybe it will be one day. I hope so. I love apples. At this point, it's not. (laughs) No apples. We also um, wanted to give a huge, a Abundance of love to the um, Yoga Girl podcast. Um, if you haven't listened, we're going to strongly encourage you to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from the heart. This is probably one of the only times we'll plug another yeah. podcast. Yeah. I know, right? Um, yeah, it's called From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find it on all your favorite podcast apps. Um, and the premise of the it's a two-part episode and it is literally called the inner critic and so Rachel the host is a yoga teacher and she runs yoga teacher trainings and in her last training she decided to have each of the 52 women that came from all over the world to do this teacher training come on and share their what their inner critic says to them and what their inner best friend says. And I have told so many clients to listen in on this. Make sure you grab a tissue. Grab a tissue. <laughs> find a, a nice space to listen to it. Um, and it's not that it's depressing. It's it's going to just like rock you and yeah. make you recognize that Every woman, it doesn't matter what your background is, and and men too, sorry men, but these were women sharing. Um, We all have an inner judge, an inner mean girl, Um, but we also all have the ability to tap into a loving voice. We maybe just aren't skilled at it, or we've forgotten to listen for it. Mm -hmm. It's honestly just you can probably find at least one person um, will resonate with you and what they say. A lot of them are quite similar you'll find but um, there will someone will pop on and they'll say something that really resonates with you and um, it's just so relatable. And then you'll ball your eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think, though, that um, the, I'd say, like, 99% of the themes behind it, like, the underlying message was having to do with being enough. Yeah. 
regardless of what category it falls under, right? it all yeah. comes back to being enough of that thing. Yeah. Or lack of enoughness. Right. Because <laughs> enough could be in so many areas of life, right? Yeah. But it definitely is a re- reoccurring theme. Yeah. Yeah. And I, he- I mean, I hear it all the time. All the time. So just to start, we actually thought we'd join in the movement and each share um, what our inner critic says and then what our inner best friend says. I, I don't, I'm going to, I feel like I might cry. I'm going to get, I'm going to get an oil, guys. <laughs> okay. What do we have? This is balance. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's also right in front of me. (laughs) That's a nice one. Um, Okay, you want me to start? Sure. Okay. So, um, my... I'm just going to keep it simple. My inner critic has been talking to me a lot lately um, about not being enough, but there's specifics. um, And it has to do a lot with really around Instagram, which, you know, like I'm 33 and I'm still not immune to the thief of joy, which is comparison. Um, so my inner critic has been saying that you don't go for runs enough anymore and you're not as in shape and you don't work out enough and you, yeah, you're just, you're, you're not a good enough mom here and you're not a good enough wife over there and you're not a good enough Instagrammer and you don't have enough followers and yeah, it, I think it's My really... My critic says a lot of the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> right? Because we, we all have those sort yeah. of same judgments about ourselves. Um, yeah, and that's been coming up a lot lately for me is... and probably part of why I decided to take a little social media break um, because I could hear it and I knew that it was telling me something. And so in response to that, my inner best friend says, you are awesome. You go where you feel like going with your movement. You run when you want to run and your running has come so far since literally not being able to walk properly after childbirth. Um, (laughs) And you are doing what feels authentic for you, and that is enough, and that's plenty good. That's kind of of where I'm at. It's still a work in progress. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Well, I can relate to many of those things. Um, But one thing I think especially just over this past year being so busy and trying to do so many things. Um, and yeah, I'll get there. So just, yeah, being so busy and trying to do so many things, um, just thinking that I'm not being a very good mom. I don't play enough. I don't, whatever enough I don't teach them the alphabet uh, every day right I yeah. don't I don't I, don't I make, still don't know how to make sensory play I was just gonna say we don't do sensory play <laughs> I literally thought of that the other day someone had posted and I was like I'm such a bad 
you are such a bad mom yeah. because you've never made a sensory board or whatever played with beans. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I not, don't know. I'm not. I laugh because I relate. Right. Like, so yeah. basically I'm a mom fail. Hashtag mom fail. Yeah. Because I want to do, there's too many things that I need to do and I can't get all the things done. And sometimes I just want my kid to go to bed. Yeah. And then I feel like I'm a bad mom. Yeah. I, I, those are all my same things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never enough of a good mom. Yeah. Yeah. I might be good some days. Right. But it's still not quite enough. No. I should do more. Yep. Yeah. I should be able to do all the things. And even if I have a bad day, like, I should still be able to be amazing and... Available and present. And, like, and... have my kid eat ten servings of vegetables and... Yeah. <laughs> and not just a All the things, pack. right? Yeah. 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 What does your inner best friend say, though? Um, my inner best friend says that, holy shit, you had a lot of things on your plate the past year and you were a good mom you are a good mom (laughs) your critic was like wait wait wait, yeah I'm not done (laughs) yeah you are a good mom and you are allowed to have balance you're allowed to spend time with your son and enjoy it but you're also allowed to want time for yourself and you are allowed to want to create whatever it is for work or whatever and take time to do that. And doing those things doesn't make you less of a mom or not enough of a mom. Mm I think my inner best friend also says this kind of taps into Dr. Shafali um, that I, I, and I think this is just so lovely to think about. I think that like Mason is my kid for a reason. Like yeah. it's not by accident. No, that I agree I with that hundred percent. This child in my life. And so everything I am to him is exactly what I need to be mm-hmm. and vice versa. Cause right. he's here to like, teach me yes. as yeah. much as I'm supposed to sculpt him into some I little human. absolutely agree with that. I've definitely learned so many things since mm-hmm. being a mom. Yeah. That I couldn't imagine had we decided not to have a child because we were on the fence. But I, like, for that reason alone, other also that, that I love him. Yeah. <laughs> but like... <laughs> Just everything I've learned from being a mom. Yeah. And all of the things that I will still learn. Even though, like, I'm way more stressed and <laughs> tired. Way more afraid to die. <laughs> <laughs> leave my child as an orphan. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> but, I've, but I couldn't imagine, like, that not being the case and not learning all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's. You're here for a reason. You certainly are. The world would be different without you by far. <laughs> Do you have that book? I don't think so. Oh, you should get it. It makes you that? cry. It's the woman that writes all these beautiful songs about how important it oh. is that you're here on this earth. 
I'll get it out sometime. You can okay. read it. I, I tear up when I read it to Mason. It's oh. <laughs> kind of reminds me of On the Night You Were Born. It is that, that author. Oh, it's the same author. Yes. Okay, yeah. We yeah. don't have that one. We just have On the Night You Were Born. Yeah, it's... it's oh, that one's... Whew, yeah. I love that one. I finally actually read him the other night, um, I'll Love You Forever. We don't even have that book. Oh, don't. <laughs> don't bother. It's a tearjerker. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm a pretty, like, well-regulated person, and as soon as I read it, I was like, huh? <laughs> and then she rocked and rocked and rocked it. And then I was like, I hope he doesn't turn around now. And he was like, you sad, mom? Aww. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then my inner critic says, God, woman, get it together in front of your kid. <laughs> anyway. But... That, but- that's a good thing. No, I know. That, yeah. Like, emotion is okay. Yes. You don't have to be stone cold. Yeah. He's, the emotional intelligence of this kid is already frightening me. <laughs> <laughs> and beautiful. And beautiful. So, yeah, there's us laying it out there yeah. for you. Um, and that's the end. But No. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe you guys hear some things that you can relate to and, um, Maybe it sparked some recognition of your own inner voice that you didn't even realize was talking to you. Um, So we wanted to talk about, well, we'll start with the inner critic. Okay. Um, And the importance of that voice and it not just being this, like, evil thing that we need to, like, get rid of. Um, a lot of times we don't even realize we speak critically to ourselves until we start to pay attention to our inner dialogue. And again, like this was me. I was on Instagram. I said to Amy earlier thinking that all of these people were inspiring me and they were, but on another level, they were creating a source of judgment that I didn't even realize that I was having like this secondary backtalk with myself mm-hmm. about, wow, they're so inspiring. You're not. Yeah. And part, and kind of the beginning of that was just bringing your awareness yeah. to like, what was the, what was the actual dialogue that was happening? Yeah. I think that listening to that podcast made me realize how much I was judging myself. Um, And I do pay attention to my thoughts. I have to. Yeah. (laughs) Or I could have a slippery slope um, (laughs) to to hearing everybody's stuff. But, yeah, yeah, I think it was one of those things where just the, I don't know, the – habit of using Instagram Mm -hmm. just kind of like preceded the ability for me to clearly hear what it was doing. Yeah. Um, and so slowing down and I honestly, like I got out my journal, I wrote out kind of what I would hear as I was on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's really hard to face that. It's hard to, write down like that's why all those women cried and why I was like oh man I don't know if we can do this because to say it out loud yeah is you're acknowledging that really vicious part of yourself yeah and that's hard that's really hard to do it is 
Yeah. Because the, those aren't things that other people know. No. Ever. No. Like, the things that you think about yourself in your mind, like, you never have to share those with other people. And just saying those out loud or even writing them down is so something that is just so like vulnerable. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause vulnerability opens us up to even more judgment and shame and guilt and right. all those, I call those the yuck emotions. Mm-hmm. They are yuck. <laughs> yeah, they really are. So if you are kind of wondering where this comes from and you know that you're mean to yourself or you know that you say really upsetting things to yourself, it might be good to get them down on paper Mm -hmm. and start to really pay attention to the way that you speak to yourself about everything. Because it's really interesting how the way we speak to ourselves is so different from the way we would speak to other people. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I think a lot of us probably wouldn't have friends if we right. spoke to anyone the way we talk to ourselves. Right. And it's not even, like, blatant talking to yourself. It's those, I, for myself, it's those side remarks. Like, like, those jabs. like Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, but you're not quite good enough. And it's... Because I think it's probably because you know yourself so well that you know those points. Like, yeah, like you, know you know your those, triggers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that, um, I think it's hard and I think you have to pay attention to it because in paying attention to it, we can actually start to harness that dialogue for something more useful. Mm-hmm. So, um the second part of the podcast, she actually introduces this idea of the inner critic actually coming from the same place as the inner best friend, or at least trying to share the same sort of message as the inner best friend at the core of it, being that you need to pay attention to something Mm -hmm. and highlight it with something good. Yeah. Right? Um, I find... It's the same way with anxiety in that anxiety doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can actually just be a appreciation that your body wants to tell you something. Right. It wants to send you a message that like, hey, you know this is on rotation over here? Like, maybe you should address that. Yeah. And same with the critic, right? If you are repeatedly telling yourself you're not good enough or you're too fat or you aren't smart enough you have to hear it first. Mm -hmm. It has to, you have to be aware of it. Yeah. And a lot of times some of that internal dialogue just comes from things we've heard in the past. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and you just internalize it so much that you just think that it's true. Yeah. And then sometimes as we were talking, that inner critic is just a way to protect yourself. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's not necessarily that it's coming from a bad place. So acknowledging that, that even though sometimes what 
those thoughts or those words can be really mean and hateful. Harsh, yeah. That it's not necessarily coming from a place of hate because it's really just this mechanism of protection. And like you said, coming kind of from that same place that our inner best friend is and trying to make you aware that there's something going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It was interesting when you said the point about like, oftentimes it's stuff that we've heard elsewhere, right? Mm -hmm. If someone has made a comment um, how we throw that onto rotation mm-hmm. is really interesting. I um, There's a really great exercise where you actually write out the comments or the innuendos or <laughs> any sort of like insinuation someone has made negatively about you, right? So it would be, you know, Peter says I um, wasn't intelligent enough to complete that assignment today, right? And so you write it out and then you cross out Peter and you write I because we develop them into our own inner dialogue, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Peter says I'm not smart enough. Oh, I'm not smart enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's what happens, right? Yeah. So in doing that, it gives you, you know, if you're finding it hard to find that inner critic it might be that you start at a place where you just try to think of the ways in which you've heard things that have upset you and then you recognize that you've actually taken those on as your own yeah as I statements Mm -hmm. the great thing that we were reading about earlier is actually transforming them into a you statement yeah so in your mind you you think of it as I'm not I'm not good enough I'm not enough um I'll I'll never be loved or whatever it is I'm not a good mom I'll never be a good mom I'll never be smart enough I'll never be I'll never have a million followers on Instagram whatever it is and then writing it down from an outside perspective so in your mind you hear it as I because that's how what it's developed into And you write it down as a you statement. So as though it's coming from an outside source. So someone else telling you that you're, you are not enough or you are not a good bomb or you will never be good enough. Um, and then that allows you to then start to recognize that these really aren't truthful. These statements that you're hearing um, that you think are coming, um, or that are coming from inside, but that you think you take them on as truth Mm -hmm. when you're able to see them on paper in a different perspective coming from an outside source, then it allows you to see that they are not the truth. No. No. And they're built on your, like you kind of you kind of foster the belief in them by repeating them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that rumination is what tends to get us in trouble, whether it's the, the, you know, the inner critic or anxiety or stress. It's whenever we start to spin something, it's like when you listen to a song over and over again, that's how you learn the lyrics. right? Right. And so it's the same sort of thing. You learn inner dialogue by repetition and, 
when something gets really stuck, that's important to pay attention to it. It mm-hmm. means there's something there that you have to investigate. Yeah. Yeah. So in the response to that, we can actually tap into your inner best friend and who we love. Who we love. <laughs> um and appreciate. And I actually really liked, she talked about naming them. Yeah, I liked that too. Did you name yours? No. Oh, I totally did. Um, I just like. Did she talk about naming your critic too? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I instantly, my inner critic's name is Crystal. And my inner best friend is Jamie. um, For various reasons. But um, I just, I, as soon as I started to think about it, I was like, yeah, I know those I'll are, to, those I'll are my to, names. I'll have to take a moment to think about it. Yeah. I'm sure it will come quickly, but yeah, it came really easily. Jamie is the name that I always wished I would have had growing up. Mm-hmm. And whenever I wrote plays, I was always Jamie. And so she feels like a good friend. Yeah. Um, and then I won't explain the other ones. That's <laughs> fine. Um, But yeah, so your inner best friend, that is, or your inner kindness, that is your warm response, the response that speaks in a loving, kind, compassionate way. Um, I think that a lot of people find it really hard to tap into that Mm. voice because, like I said, we do repetition and repetition just continues to breed that inner critic and so it's either that the volumes turn down or maybe we've never been given a modeling of what it looks like to speak to yourself Mm -hmm. kindly yeah but I feel like that's a huge component Mm -hmm. of it you don't really understand what it is or what it looks like how do you implement that yeah I think that, I mean, there's a, a lot of different ways, but one of the easiest ways to start is to literally think of speaking to a friend yeah, or a child. I like that one's easy for me, mm-hmm. um, is how would I want to speak to my kid in the yeah. most loving and kind way if he said, I hate myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, I want to respond to that with every ounce of my heart and and support that. Yeah, and that's interesting because um, I try to once in a while do this with Cohen where I tell I say to him, say I am loved, and he doesn't ever say it back. <laughs> he just, like, laughs at me. I'm like, say it, say I am loved. And then he just looks at me and he never does it. I feel like one day he'll catch on and I'll, I'll say a few different random things. And I just hope that that is teaching him to create that healthy dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. He hasn't ever said it back, but yeah. well, I he's, he's two. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He'll get there. <laughs> it's it's all the little seeds you're planting, yeah. and you just have to keep watering them yeah. so that it <laughs> blossoms into something. It's the same way with ourselves, though. Like, it's that inner best friend, she becomes stronger by working out, by practicing, by 
repetition, right? The only way we can move up a weight class or the only way we can move into a new yoga pose or conquer something is by practicing and hearing it over and over again. Yeah, I feel like that's a repeating theme. Everything we talk about. Mm -hmm. um, It has to be an ongoing practice. It's never an over. It's never an overnight. Yeah. It takes practice. It takes time to get better at it. Yeah, especially because so many people have spent years of their lives speaking from a place of unkindness. And so, you know, I I always find that really interesting with clients is that it's like, oh, well, you know, I've been talking nicer to myself this past week. And I'm like, well, you know, you spent about 40 years not. Right. So that's <laughs> not something we can shake instantly. Mm-hmm. But the residual effects of introducing kindness into your dialogue is huge. Yeah. And I often will pose to people, what if everything you say to yourself today comes from a place of kindness? What does that look like? Right? And I've tried that exercise myself Mm -hmm. in a day. I hear myself say something mean or judgmental about myself, and I'm like, no, what happens if I speak from kindness? I feel like that's a really good exercise. It is. That should be everyone's homework. It's one of my favorites. I did it yesterday, or no, two days ago. I was at my office, and I was went for a walk from my office downtown to Starbucks to get a coffee. And I heard myself being making up judgments that other I thought other people were making about me as I was going there. I was singing about how the pants I had on were like six years old, and... Then I was thinking about, I don't even know. That was, that was honestly the main one that popped in my Just head. making up. My old pants. <laughs> yeah. And um, then I was like, no, what if I spoke kindly to myself? And then I thought, I actually really love the outfit I have on right now. It was super cute. So who cares what other people think yeah, about it? And I feel confident in it. So, yeah, maybe try that one out. Um, maybe... Even if it's just a day to start, you dedicate your day to everything coming from kindness. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. And um, we talk a lot about writing things down, but sometimes it's just helpful to see things like concretely. So even if that's your day and the only way you can do it is by writing those things down, that also might be good for you to go back on another day when you're having a day where that inner critic is a little bit stronger and a little bit louder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good to have it down. Even if it's like in your phone on the notes app, I always suggest that. Um, and you might find something works really well Mm -hmm. (laughs) one day and the next day you're like, ah, shit, no. Yeah. (laughs) You're still not cool enough. (laughs) True. (laughs) And, but that's a good thing because it means that we need to find different ways of presenting the inner best friend she needs to be versatile (laughs) um so that idea I wanted to share something really cool um from that actually shows up in research which blows my own mind and I hope it gives a little hope to everyone every time I share it in that um through the work of um neuroplasticity and the research behind all of that 
we've actually learned that all of the experiences that we have that are related to shame or um, trauma or negativity, they actually create like a circuitry in your brain that you can connect to more easily anytime something hard happens. So our brains actually adapt to our hard situations. That's not the cool part. The Mm -hmm. cool part is we know now that we can regenerate and repair the connections that our brain makes with hard experiences by introducing self-compassion. Like what? That's pretty cool. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't necessarily need a medication. We could just be loving to ourselves and that can create an entirely new pattern in the way we think. We don't need a medication and we also don't need... An outside source yeah. of we have the love ability or acceptance. Mm-hmm. It's just all within you. Self compassion. Very cool. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah, that just blew my mind the other day. And I think the other thing it does is it empowers you, like Amy said, to like this is within you to do this. Mm-hmm we have that ability to do it. Whether it means you have to listen to this podcast a hundred times or you have to really learn how to become your own cheerleader or you need to talk to someone, you can actually accomplish that. Mm -hmm. Um, So self-compassion revolves around these ideas of being kind to yourself. It also um, revolves around something that comes up from the podcast, which is um, the sense of common humanity. So, In listening to that podcast, it helps you to connect to this idea that it's not just a me experience, it's a we experience. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the the coolest part about listening to that podcast was just realizing that there's all these people, you, you don't know any of them. All walks of life. Yeah, like, from all different places, you can tell, like, they have accents, like, all over the world, these women come, and that inner voice inside of all of them is the same that's inside of you. And it's just this way that you realize there's this connection between all of us. And um, even um, with Rachel herself, when she talks about her own inner critic, when you're able to see someone who you look at as someone who has it all. They have it all together. They've made all their dreams come true. They have this amazing life and they still have this inner critic that they need to, to acknowledge and work on and, uh, create a dialogue to work past that. Um, it's just really cool to, to see that that connection. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's a great, just the perfect word is I, I just felt like so connected mm-hmm. to all womankind after yeah. listening to that. Absolutely. I was like, I wanted to just go hug random women yeah. and <laughs> be like, and I get you it. Are you're you not, are enough. you're not alone. We all feel the same way. Um, yeah, that's pretty magical. Yeah. Yeah. So if we can all tap into that more often, then, not only does it open up our like empathic airways, <laughs> but it really helps to connect to your inner best friend because yeah. we all need her. Yes. To do better and live better and exist in a kinder world. Yes. 
I think that that's probably where a lot of negative experiences come from. People take their inner voice and throw it outward because it's a lot easier to put it on someone else than to understand what it is that shadowy voice is trying to say to you. Absolutely. So don't, don't throw it on someone else. Don't throw shade. (laughs) Don't don't throw shade. (laughs) Is that, that's that's a phrase, right? I think so. The kids use these days. Probably. I, then my then my inner critic says you are not cool you enough to not, use that you phrase you are not cool enough and you know what I that. actually might not be cool enough to use that phrase <laughs> um, I thought you were thank you so if you don't know how to find your inner best friend again start with what other people say to you that you like hearing and put it on repeat yeah you can Google um, affirmation statements. You can make them relate to your own condition based on those inner judgments. So earlier we talked about, you know, Peter says, I'm not smart. I say I'm not smart. Then we replace that with an affirmation that's direct to something that's triggered you. I am smart. I am intelligent. Right? If yeah. we use blanket affirmations yeah. like, I am abundance, I am creation, yeah. tap into what you need to hear. Yeah, they need to be specific to you for mm-hmm. them to... Hold any weight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I've seen that I think is such a great idea is um, writing those down on post-it notes and putting them on your mirror. Mm, I like that. Because then you see them when you see you. Mm-hmm. I think it's just... Yeah, you can connect it with those yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice one. Or, I mean, like, writing a letter to yourself mm-hmm. from a place of love. I had a client um, do that, and it's it was beautiful. She, I got to listen to it, and I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, writing a letter to yourself from your kindest, most loving place. What do you say? What do you tell yourself? Yeah. Um, that's a really nice way to do it. You can message us and we'll start you off (laughs) with some kind statements. Um, But yeah, just try to tap into that warmth. Take a few deep breaths. Hear what you need to hear and repeat it. Repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Yes. So the final thing we wanted to talk about is what it would be like if you spoke to yourself from this place all of the time. It would be a different world. (laughs) Wouldn't it? Yeah. That outward projection wouldn't be there. Yeah, and that's a huge thing, right? Like, if we all were able to speak to ourselves with our inner best friend, with kindness and love all of the time, imagine how we would project that positivity and that positive energy onto other people. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. It trickles down to your kids too, right? Like, and I, I feel like the the kids are going to change the world, but we need to prepare them to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that means it starts here. Like, you have to put on your oxygen mask first. You have to yes. talk nice to yourself first. That's the only way you're going to hear nice things better. Yeah, I think it's the projection, and I think it's also the modeling too right Mm -hmm. 
Um, I can tell Cohen to say I am loved, but he should also hear me say that to myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think even addressing both sides of it, you know, once they get older, obviously they're only two, but I'll say, I've even said before, you know, like, oh, I know I find that really hard sometimes too, but I know that I'm smart enough to do it and mm-hmm. I know you can do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's kind of a, I don't know, I, maybe it sounds a little cheesy, but it's respecting them enough that they get to hear our feelings. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And modeling a healthy way of handling them. Yeah. I think it would be a, I think I'd be able to move more mountains and tap into more of what I love and what I appreciate and what I need if yeah. I could speak to myself more kindly all the time instead of worrying about how I stack up Yeah. in the world. Yeah. Mom life, fit life, work life. All the lives. Wife life. <laughs> Friend life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I feel like... Um, there could just be a lot more um, presence even without um, kind of worrying about what that inner critic is saying and yeah. worrying about judgment or comparison, comparison or, yeah, you would just be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that momentary, like moment-to-moment stuff, mm-hmm. that mindful living is ideal. Yes. Yeah. And part of the part of the program. So, anything else on self self love? Just love yourself more. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it. You can. Absolutely. If you guys have thoughts on this, or you listen to the other podcast and want to share anything that connected with you, I we'd love to talk love about to it. Love to hear about it. Yeah. Um, what a, a beautiful thing to connect all of us and to understand that we're, it's not just a experience of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We all have to go through it. Um, and on the flip side, we all get to join in the love on ourselves. Yes, yeah. exactly. You could also share with us what your inner yeah. best friend says about you mm-hmm. and tells you. Absolutely. Or, you know what, even if you... Just share it with somebody, like call a friend and say like, hey, let's do a check in and let me know what your inner critic is saying these days and how you've been speaking from that place Mm -hmm. of sweet Jamie. (laughs) Oh, sweet Jamie. Oh, sweet Jamie. She's so nice. Um, If you guys haven't already, head over to the um, subscribe area and hit subscribe. We'd love for you to get updated on all of our newest episodes and don't forget to rate and review so we know how we're doing. If there's anything you want us to talk about, shoot us a message. Mm -hmm. You'll find us. And in the meantime, don't forget to spend a little time connecting to your soul. See you guys.